With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the August 21st edition of the PFF Forecast. I'm George, joined as usual by the doctor himself, who has a uh, what appears to be a blackboard now behind him. That's what happens when you go to watch the roar being restored, as he did, and he'll tell us about that journey uh, to uh, Indy that he took this weekend. We've got a fun show. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Brady uh, Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders shenanigans and we're going to talk week one um the pff gambling product betting product is back online on pff.com so we're going to go over some of those uh talk about some bets that we would place and eric has a very special very near and dear to my heart take for uh this podcast it's going to be a fantastic episode let's rock Okay, so I I woke up on Saturday and I I just had some text messages from you, some pictures of a football stadium. You took a trip to personally view the restoration of the roar. I did. Um, I did, by the way, I'm in my new office. This used to be my daughter Chloe's room. She wanted a room closer to my room and Stephanie's room. So she got that one. My wife did a really cool job of like putting the bookshelves and everything like to the, to the sides here. I don't know if black is the right color for the for the for the walls. So I maybe can Woody Page like write my thoughts on it. But yeah, um, the Lions, our beloved Lions, played the Indianapolis Colts. As most people know, Indianapolis is about two hours away via car from Cincy. So uh, myself and our, our colleague Dave Selfaro um, took a trip there. By the way, betting is legal in Indiana, so I had my uh, my app, my BetMGM app, and I uh, was betting live along with uh, the Detroit Lions as they were trying to come back. Wow. Um, but also, what was really cool was you know we, as everybody knows, we have we have you know team clients in all thirty two teams, and uh, you know so we we have a decent amount of friends throughout the league. So I was able to get uh, a, a sideline um, you know pass uh, to pregame. Uh, got to 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 watch uh, and talk talk ball with some people, which was a lot of fun. And then yeah, and then the Lions won by by one. I I didn't have it in me to stay for the whole game, so we were in the car on the way home. By the time the uh, Jack Cone uh, era in Indianapolis had started, um, but yeah, it was it was a good time. And and I think you know the the Lions are going to be good at the line of scrimmage. That was something that was fairly apparent yesterday, even with their backups. Um, but not a lot to take from a game where David Blau and Nick Foles were two, two starting quarterbacks. But it was it was a fun stadium, it's unlike any other stadium I've been to. Lucas Oil was what was your um, 
analysis on Dan Campbell? Like, were you watching the sideline? Were you noticing evidence of him doing things that seemed, um, I don't know what the right word is, but like, I just expect that on the sideline, he's doing the exact same thing that he does in on the show on hard knocks. Like he's just every quarter. It's a new pump up speech where he finishes it with come on, man. And tears in his eyes. Was that happening? You know, I could feel it like, so we got good seats as a preseason game. I could feel the testosterone from, mm. from where I was sitting even, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I don't even know what that means. I, I I could just feel it. But, like, um, no, the only time I really, like, honed in on Campbell, there was a sequence at the end of the first half. The Lions were down seven. David Blau um, was – David Blau was, um, was driving the length of the field, and they got to about, like, the 10. And – they they called their last time out when they got the the got the first down to get to first and goal, and then it was probably thirty seconds left. And I got I I hope I pray to God. And there's evidence that this is that this is the case in the NFL. I pray to God that he was just testing Blau. But on first and ten, they ran like up the middle, and and then the second play, Blau like got everybody lined up. So it looked like it looked like this was like deliberate to sort of like run a drill basically, but like they ran up the middle, got stopped at like the three or four yard line. Everybody got into place. And then, and I had under 19 first half. So I wasn't actually that upset, like that they were going to bungle this at first. Um, but then they get mm-hmm. up there and Blau like takes the snap, throws a fade incomplete. And so it's like third and goal with like maybe four seconds left in the half. Um, and they throws a touchdown on the next play. But you saw I was watching Campbell sort of operate during that time. And he did like it was pretty interesting. Like I'll just say that. I, I think it was a drill, and I don't think they cared uh, as far as like, you know, if the clock ran out or whatever, they were trying to get David Blau doing something kind of off, you know, end of end of half kind of situation. But that was interesting. I, I I'm I, I was a little bit perplexed by that, even that drill here. I got to say, um, that was the most insightful analysis I've heard from a preseason game thus far. But that means that our quota for preseason analysis is now up. So we can't we can't talk about anything else preseason wise, even though there have been some interesting things like Kenny Pickett's played well. Um, I, I think Malik Willis is going to be playing in Tennessee pretty early on. Um, Antonio Gibson finally has lost his spot. Thank God. That means I don't have to draft him in fantasy again. Um, and and one player has been noticeably absent. Maybe we can talk about this. Brady, um, Tom Brady, has been been absent from the Bucs. Now, if you read Reddit or other conspiracy theory blog posts, you will hear that Brady is... Um, performing on the mass singer <laughs> this year, which is by the way, a Fox broadcast, obviously he signed that huge deal with Fox. So oh, I didn't you could even see think that. that, you know, That's you could make some yeah. sense of that um, conspiracy there. Yeah, you know, there's, there's some reasons to believe that that could be, could be the case, but then there's also, you hear rumblings of, well, maybe it's, um, you know, something with Giselle or, you know, something like that. I actually, 
the number one thing that I think about how close he is with his family, his mother has been ill for a really long time, has been battling cancer. It makes the most sense to me that it would be something around, you know, his parents that he's, he's dealing with. And um, obviously she's been, you know, sick before and he's, he's left to go tend to her and be at her side. And that would obviously support some of the secrecy around why he's not there, you know, why they're um, kind of keeping things mum. I guess, do you have any information that, that I don't? And what do you make of his absence? Does it concern you at all if you have, you know, Bucks futures or if you're betting on the Bucks, say week one, for example, um, against Dallas? I do have Bucks futures and I am nervous. Um, I got to say, because, you know, the thing is kaput. If Brady, you know, obviously uh, we're, we're not to come back. I'm more worried, by the way, uh, we, as as you can imagine, we have experience with this. Our own Mike Renner uh, had to leave, uh, you know, the toil that is PFF for three or four weeks to, to, to you know, to star on The Bachelorette. Um, mm-hmm. I, I tapped yeah. into his brain this week, asked what that was like. He said, this is, this is common. So if people were wondering if this actually happens, the answer is yes. People do leave their, like, day jobs for these things. Um, but that's probably not a thing. My my biggest one is, you know, Brady has been so single-minded in what he's been in his career, right? You know, the the idea that he's had every day mapped out for the last, like, you know, three, four years or whatever uh, is not lost on me. And so I wonder sometimes about, you know, not that he's not going to come back and play, but I remember – Brett Favre with Minnesota, you know, 2009 happens, you know, they want him. He wanted to play in Minnesota in 08. The, the Packers traded him to the Jets. Uh, they put in that clause. That the Jets would have to give up like four first round picks if they went around and flipped him to an NFC North team. And so he plays a year with the Jets. He retires, says no, 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 a bunch of times, then comes back. Funny when training camp is over, right? He, he doesn't want to go to Mankato. He goes straight there. Mm-hmm. He takes the team to the AF- NFC Championship game, uh, plays fantastic football, gets hurt, gets banged up. The next year, like he doesn't want to play. Like literally, it wasn't even a like a it wasn't even a show. He just didn't want to play. Brad Childress sends Ryan Longwell, Steve Hutchinson, and I can't remember the third person down to Hattiesburg to like basically drag him back to Minnesota. Plays like plays like horseshit, and then retires. I, I do wonder with Brady. Now the Bucks got two years out of Brady. They got a you know a Super Bowl win. He comes back last year, plays fantastic football again. But my worry is that he just his heart's not in it, right? And like and again, like that's that you know I'm not made, I'm not casting judgment on him. I'm just saying that like that's my worry is that like mm-hmm. when you've been playing that long and you already decided to hang it up, then you come back. You know, and then there, this could very well be like a legitimate personal issue, which of course, you know, matters. And maybe the guy just kind of has a little bit of perspective on it. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, this mm-hmm. is, this, you know, this stuff means more to me now. I don't know. But like, that's kind of if I'm betting and I do, and I have like, I have Tampa Bay futures with my Tampa Bay futures. That's what I'm worried about is not that he comes back to play, but more that he is as good as he's always been, you know? I am because I haven't heard this now. Maybe it's just because I haven't heard it, but because I haven't heard it as a reason 
I believe that it is the reason. And I'm going to go ahead and say this is, you know, related to the health of his uh, his parents. And I'm going to say that that inspires him and that um, he he comes out and just lights the the Dallas Cowboys on fire. Love the Bucks week one. I'm, I'm doubling down on this. Um, they're, they're less than a three point favorite. And I, you know, look, I, I like the, the Cowboys enough as much as the next person, but, um, the Bucks are, are simply a better team. I think basically across the board. And, uh, you know, if you give Tom Brady that opportunity, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take it. Yeah. They're, they're uh, minus one in Dallas, um, total 50 and a half. So, that, that total, by the way, has dropped significantly. And maybe maybe I'll bring this up here because, you know, our our betting models right now kind of like a few of the overs in the NFL mm-hmm. in week one. Um, that's always dangerous, right? Because last season, um, last season you, you sort of have, um, you know, league-wide scoring environment a little bit lower. Uh, you have uh, an issue with, you know, later on in the season, you know, totals kind of, you know, like, again, you know, you had like less scoring in the league relative to you're used to. And, you know, but then week one, you know, first like three, four weeks of 2020, you know, overs hit at like a 66% clip. Um, you know, we're sticking with like a league-wide scoring environment of 2018, which generally served us okay on totals last year. Um, but that, is an interesting like it's an interesting conundrum like i'd rather be on overs in the nfl than unders just because i like the bet type more but there are a lot of games and this one tampa bay that's gone from 52 i believe to 50 and a half uh which is through a key like 51 is a keyish number in the nfl so that that is you mm-hmm. know that means something when i look at it but um what do you think the one reason i'm really happy that we're on this side we have not seen in the preseason but there is like a little bit of an emphasis this year in terms of having like mm-hmm. more illegal contact penalties. And like, that's a possession per game, right? And you think of a possession per game is about two points or so, you know, you can think about that as a league, increasing league wide scoring environment by like a two and a half points or so that is significant. And it would make me want to be on some overs relative uh, to, to most years. Yes, I feel good about um, the overs that we're on, by the way, on PFF.com. Uh, These are now live, green line, both NFL and NCAA. So you can go see where um, our models have everything. And I was very nervous because you never know how you never know how that league wide environment is going to, to look. But I mean, it. I don't know how you could make a case that it's going to look like it's not supporting a scoring environment. And I'll give a couple of reasons. The first is teams are now used to playing with crowds. Once again, you know, that last year they were surprised by it. Um, We've got um, a set of, of quarterbacks who were drafted last year, who had some tough rookie years, but now have by and large better situations except for Justin Fields and um, you know, we'll, we'll be able to hopefully start creating some bigger plays, throwing the ball down the field and taking advantage of the more illegal contacts that are, that are going to be called. And so, um, so I feel really good about it. You know, I look at a game like 
for example, Bears 49ers, which is uh, at 42 and with the, the Niners favored by six and a half. And, you know, you think about the di- dynamics of this game and God, I mean, Nick Bosa is going to be the favorite for um, for uh, defensive player of the year after this game because he's going to be going up against this Bears defensive or offensive line, which is just such Bears. a complete travesty. I mean, they have uh, Brax. Yeah, I mean, they have no one uh, good. They have the 65th out of 83 ranked tackles on, on the right side and a rookie over there on the left side. Um, Justin Fields holds onto the ball longer than anybody else. I mean, the Niners are going to win this game by 42. So, um, you know, I, I like being on the over there. I think it's a it's a good spot. I also, quite frankly, kind of like the Niners um, minus six and a half as well. The Bears are just absolutely terrible. Well, and I think like the the one there to me is that that's an yeah that that's one where the Niners could pick it up their entire, um, uh you know that's where they could pick up you know they they could pick up all those points themselves right like I think that that's a a pretty big, um you know that's a pretty big win there. Um, the other one that I like is Detroit versus Philly. I like over in that game just because I think. You know, it's not clear to me that the Eagles, the hype, the hype is all with the Eagles offense. It's not clear to me that defensively they're all that. And like, I like Detroit a lot, but I think that defensively that's where they're going to lag behind. I think we're going to be surprised by how good the offense is for Detroit. I think if the defense is good, we're going to be very, very surprised. (laughs) So I I think that over is another one that 46 and a half. Yeah, yeah 46 and a half. And that, that's one where I believe early in the process we were able to get over in that game when it was, you know, south of 45 or so. There are a couple others um, that that I do like. Um, you talked about Bucks, Cowboys. I'll throw a couple out here at you. What about <laughs> – and and this this kind of flies in the face of absolutely everything. But – Browns Panthers in Carolina. Um, you've got Brissett instead of Watson, but you've got Baker uh, making a you know return at home though in Carolina against the Browns, forty-one and a half. Now I don't have a ton of excitement for you know either of these teams offensively, but forty-one and a half is pretty low. And Brissett, while not you know going to light the world on fire is he's playing with Stefanski and some weapons you know he's got I think Amari Cooper has been dramatically underrated here and um we'll be able to get open one and a half just incredibly low um you've got a lot of talented skill position players on both sides um you know DJ Moore and, and Robbie Anderson in Carolina plus McCaffrey ideally um healthy there so uh that's one that I like as well um and, you know, I think there's some other stinky ones like Saints Falcons over 41 and a half. I think I like Browns Panthers a little bit more than that because um, I, I don't know, Marcus Marietta very much scares me. But um, the Saints, of course, could put up 41 and a, uh, 42 themselves. Um, so I like Browns Panthers over 41 and a half. Yeah, that one's one where I hope that that gets to like a two and a half point spread so I can tease the dog in that game mm-hmm. because I think like if we don't get over, we are going to get a close game and not that many points scored, uh, but you know, not that many points being the sort of differential there. So 
that that's an interesting one. I do think like if you want, if you're a, a better uh, right now um, and you want to, you know, look at what the PFF forecast like bet of the week would be right now. I do think it'd be that Detroit Philly over 46 and a half because again, like I think both teams offensively at the line of scrimmage are very good. Um, and I think, you know, the one thing I did hear about joint practices this week with the Colts was exactly that, but I heard about both sides of the ball. I heard that the defensive side of the ball for, for, uh, you know, the, the Detroit lions was better than people believe, which means you might get some strip sacks. You might get some short fields, um, type of thing. You're going to get a lot of variance in that game, which I think, you know, is really going to point towards, uh, you know, points. So, um, that, that's one again, I, I don't think I like, you know, if that thing gets down to like minus three, I do think Eagles are a play, but I, but that's only because you're getting the, the, bu- the bump from, uh, the, the TV show. Before we move on to, um, some potential, uh, potential teasers, let everyone know that you can go to underdog fantasy. It's the easiest place to play fantasy football this summer because best ball does not require you to make in-season moves. You draft your team, and then every single week, the highest-scoring players in each slot automatically play. And you can win some serious money. They have $10 million in total cash prizes with Best Ball Mania 3, and it's not an arm and a leg to join either. You can join leagues for five, six, seven, ten, twenty-five $10, $25. It's not a ton. So go to Underdog, download the app, and if you use promo code PFF, you can double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. And if you play... 10 of those dollars using promo code PFF, you get a free PFF plus subscription, which is an $80 value. So it's behooves you to go to underdog fantasy or underdogfantasy.com and um, start playing some best ball. Also 25% off with promo code forecast at PFF on a PFF plus subscription. So go use that promo code F O R E C A S T or deliver it to someone that you love and give them all of the great PFF content. It unlocks absolutely everything on the website. And that includes the player props tool. God, can't wait for player props to be back. Um, and of course, the betting dashboards that we were talking about with Greenline, both NFL and NCAA. I honestly, you know, I was thinking about this, Eric, like as I was getting back into kind of betting mind, the mindset, if you will. And the idea that you would bet on NFL football games without real NFL reasons to back them up just blows my mind. But there are people out there. So give them the gift of PFF with uh, promo code forecast. They get a little little uh, slice off and then you can go buy a drink or something like that. Go to PFF.com and rumor has it there will be another way for you to consume great PFF content. Um, maybe in the metaverse, on your phone, who knows? It'll be something, something cool coming your way soon. So go get it while it is hot. All right. There are some teasable numbers. And I want to start with a teaser leg that I very much like. Doesn't get us through eight, but it gets us to eight. This is the Green Bay Packers going to Minnesota. The Minnesota Vikings are plus two at home. And I like getting the Vikings out to eight. Total 48 and a half, but I am... I am going to reserve. I want the Packers passing game to prove it to me first. Okay. And I have an incredibly hot take about Aaron Rodgers and, and, and what has gone on with him this offseason. But I will save that for just a second and get your reaction to your Minnesota Vikings with a new offense, new head coach, 
um, getting eight points at home against the Packers as a part of that teaser look. Yeah, real privilege uh, there in Minnesota. Um, you know, I think the the Vikings have had some encouraging things. They've had no, I mean, they're they've had you know no real like Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins fighting sort of thing like they had last year. That's encouraging. That's yeah. encouraging if you're a Vikings fan. They have not had any, um, you know, they haven't, they, the injuries have not really been bad. I mean, uh, Irv Smith injured his thumb, but you haven't had like, you know, you look at the contrast between them and the San Francisco 49ers, the team that they just faced um, in uh, the preseason, but also in in, in uh, the joint practices. And the Niners have like, I mean, the, the list of players that they have that have soft t- tissue injuries is like immense, right? And the Vikings, you know, they're not a great team as far as depth. Um, and, uh, you know, they're not a, a great team as far as like, you know, the premium positions other than wide receiver. But they do like have superstars on their team. And if they do stay healthy, they could be good. Um, I, I And it's a big game for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, if you look at their schedule – um, they could, you know, they open with Green Bay and that's a home game. You don't want to drop a home game, but also drop the Green Bay game. Then they go to Philadelphia and play mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football against the Eagles. Then they they come home and face the Lions and then they have the Saints. Like if they anything short of starting that three and one, two and two, it would be a failure for that team. Right. And and so it's it. But if they start out zero and one. The Eagles are going to be favored against them in week two. And so you don't want to start 0-2 again. Um, that That's kind of, yeah. So I agree with you. I think, like, this is a big game for the Vikings. The only thing I have, there's two issues I have against that being a teaser leg, is, A, you're not getting through the full eight, and eight does matter in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, total on the game is 48.5, which is a little high to be thinking about Wong teasers, especially mm-hmm. in, in a in a slate that has enough totals kind of near 45 or lower. So that would be another reason not to bet it. And the third reason is I think Minnesota is going – you're going to get that second half. You're going to get that half point. I think, you know, this opened at one and a half. It's now two. I've seen it some places maybe out to two and a half. That, that you know, I think you want to get the full two and a half. You're going to Wong tease because – the total is high enough where there's enough variance where you're going to want that second, that last point there. Okay. I, 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 that was the, those were the points that I think uh, that I thought you were going to make. Um, And I can get on board. There are some other teasable legs out there. uh, No doubt about it. One, in fact, that I'm very excited to talk about, but I want to, I want to run this Aaron Rodgers take by you. Okay. So I have become obsessed with i cannot get enough of this content after watching the aaron Rodgers interview on that podcast he did with a guy named aubrey marcus i have uncovered this like culture and community cult for lack of a better term that is a lot of people from by and large our generation who are like having this renaissance around like 
alternative medicine and psychedelics and how it's opening up their minds to love each other and one another and how powerful all these things are and yada, 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 yada. Again, I have talked about this before. I am all for self-love. I'm all for healthy mind, healthy body, do all those things. I'm just not here for you to spend your money on alternative medicine for you to get there. I don't think you need to do that. So I look back at, at Aaron Rodgers and, and Aaron Rodgers is, is very good friends with this Aubrey Marcus guy. He, um, you know, kind of likes and supports all these things on Instagram. And I've just been following along. I've been consuming all this content, Eric, like Love it. very it's I've sent it some of it to you. I send it to all my friends. I, I, I can't get enough of it. So we all, if we rewind a little bit, we, of course, uh, remember that Aaron Rodgers is kind of estranged or still estranged uh, from his family, right? He notoriously is not, you know, close with um, his, his parents or, or his brother. And my hot take, maybe this isn't even a hot take, just a take, is that Aaron Rodgers is actually kind of morphing into and, and this whole kind of cult slash culture is morphing into the things that they didn't actually like about their parents' generation. So, you know, like you're growing up and you're going like, oh, my parents' generation, they've gone crazy. They've gone mad. They believe in all these things that are complete baloney. You know, they're they're this politically. They do this, yada, yada, yada. And so <laughs> I just think it's, it's, it's crazy because I see that generation. I think about Aaron Rodgers. I think they're actually turning into their parents. It's like the um, is it the the Allstate commercial? Not Allstate, Progressive. It's the Progressive commercial where people are turning into their parents. That is what this is. I I think it is absolutely ridiculous and and crazy. But I think I've finally figured out what is happening, and it's a good reminder to all of you out there, you too, Eric, me as well, to stay sane in these crazy times. It's crazy, right? Because I think like a lot of this is just, you know, and we're in the podcast era. We're in the sort of like, and, and we have this a little bit, right? Like I get freaking I get like 15 emails a week mm -hmm. basically being like, hey, how can I get your job? You know, and it's like, we're in a era where people have, you know, largely you know, we're, we're very, very much more explicit about seeking out mentorship, I guess, is the way to put it, mm -hmm. or seeking out em people to emulate, right? Let's say that. So we're much more, okay, I want to listen to, you know, the Ezra Klein podcast, or I want to mm -hmm. listen to the Joe Rogan experience, or I want to listen to, and like, and Joe, like, take Joe Rogan for a second. Joe Rogan's podcast is extremely popular because he puts people on that show that people look up to, right? Like they, um, he just had like Mark Andreessen on. He, you know, he he has like, you know, uh, his friends in the comic comedy, you know, comedy industry, but he also has like people who are extremely well thought of in a lot of different circles, both left and right, and. You know, people like just to let, you know, take to emulate other people or take advice or get, you know, and, you know, historically that was, that was a, 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 a position held more centrally, right? It was a position held by like a pastor or mm -hmm. a football coach or a teacher or your parents. And I think now because people, you know, have access to so many more opinions and whether, again, you can be the judge of like whether or not those opinions are good or worthwhile. 
Um, but they have access to so many more of them. And, and, and I think, and like some of those, and, and, you know, they're more welcoming in some way. Like you pick the one that's welcoming to your, to what you already wanted to do. Right. And, and I think in the case of Rogers, he wanted to experiment with all these things and he found a community that was willing to support him there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think you're right. Um, I think you're very much right. Uh, I just think it's kind of incredible to watch happen um, and, and see it happen. Anyways, that was our non-football portion of the podcast. Hopefully everyone called out where those, um, where those occurred so that you can skip over them. Before we move on to a few more teaser likes that we like, college football, it's back. It's back, baby. And it's time to enjoy the tradition of fun and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Celebrate the best time of the year right now. New customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantaneously, win or lose. If that's not enough, you can go place the same game parlay for a shot and an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one. Like, you know, which team will get the win, which team will score first, how many catches will so-and-so have, and you've got yourself a little parlay. Um, just be careful. Same game parlays. You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, do anything stupid. So make sure that you've got some, uh, some plays that make sense, things that are actually correlated. Don't be hoodwinked, bamboozled. Come to PFF, make sure you got yourself in a good, good place mentally. Um, drafting safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF, bet just $5 on college football, and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code PFF on DraftKings Sportsbook 21 and over in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Apparently in Missouri, it's 12, like it is for everything else. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem, call 100Gambler or... Uh, hit Eric up on Twitter in Tennessee call or, or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. Incredible. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. I'm just going to start texting HOPE-NY my same game parlay. See how that goes. One, <laughs> uh, one per new customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager, $200 issued in eight $25 bets. The oh. big takeaway here. Hope and why. That's what you need. Um, speaking of hope, <laughs> I want to go to this game because I promised everyone at the top of the podcast there would be a take that you have that I am particularly excited about because of a take that I had last year, which I actually felt was kind of proven uh, correct. But let me take you to Miami where the New England Patriots open up at 1 p.m. The Miami Dolphins are a two and a half point favorite. The total is 45, uh, 44 and a half. Now you get the, the common, um, you know, takeaway here, which is you're playing a game in September in Miami. People are going to be tired. What I love about this and why I like this as a teaser leg Patriots out to eight and a half is you've got Bill Belichick going against Tua. Not a huge believer in Tua. He had a 68.3 PFF grade last year. And then on the other side, you've got a New England Patriots team where I just don't have a ton of excitement about the, the talent of that team. And you have a low total. And I just figure this is a close game that kind of stinks in the end. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I agree. Now, I've been asked a lot on the radio lately. Uh 
you know, what I think about this division. And I tell everybody like, cause I think everybody's framing the AFC East this year as dolphins or Patriots as the team that's going to, you know, finish second place to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And I, I say, I, I don't like either team, but I specifically after watching new England, the last, you know, couple weeks, but also, you know, reading uh, a decent amount about kind of how they're operating offensively and then really coming face to face with like, who's on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, the Patriots might suck, man. Like, uh Oh, I, I can't like, uh Oh, and I like, look, Belichick is the best to ever do it. Like we, I, we had to go through this entire preamble because, you know, it, it it's a thing, right? Yeah, Patriots but fans have uh, have some issues. Let's 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 look at the brothers in Christ that are playing for this team on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Devin McCourty might be a Hall of Fame player. Um, they have Devin, they have Gachow and Lawrence Guy on the interior defensive line. Those are like you know a little bit better than replacement level players right now in their career. You have Matthew Judon, who's fantastic. You have Josh Yushi out of believe Michigan who yes. has really not done much in his career. You have Raquan McMillan, who again is a second chance kind of player uh, Bentley at linebackers. Okay. And a phrase that I heard in the middle of the broadcast the other day when watching the new England Patriots was Jalen Mills has become a leader in the secondary. I, I, guys, I'm not sure that that's really what you want to say out loud. Um, but if you look at the rest of the secondary, you have Jonathan Jones, you have Terrence Mitchell. Um, you 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 don't have depth here. Marcus Jones, who's I, I liked out of Houston. Don't get me wrong. He's small. He's kind of a he's a rookie. You don't know what's coming there. So defensively, you went from a team that had, you know, uh, two years ago, J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore to neither now. Um, you know, McCordy's one year older, but he's still, you know, that's like the star on the defense. Judon's a player, but I think Judon's also a player that, you know, that defense scheme stuff for. I don't like, I think Belichick's coaching can get that defense in the top 12, let's say. Okay. But then you look at the offensive side of the ball and, you know, you have Trent Brown, Isaiah Wynn, when you's fine. Strange is like a first round pick, but like, wasn't even supposed to be. Andrews is a good center. So their offensive line is better but worse than last year. I'll say that. You know, you have Hunter Henry and, and John Smith at tight end. It's like whatever. And then wide receivers, you have Aguilar, Myers, Parker. Taekwon Thornton just got injured, the rookie second-round pick that they drafted. And, and at running back, you know, you're fine, but you you lose James White again for another year. He retires. And you have Matt Patricia or Joe Judge calling plays. Like, does this add up to a team that's going to be good, George? Man, they're coming. I can hear, I can hear the Boston, the Bostonians coming for us. I, I, I think that their path here, I think their path, Eric, is that they're going to just run the shit out of the ball and see where that gets them. Because uh, the strength of this team and their first round pick, by the way, um, left guard, uh, Doctor Strange Love. Um, you know, their running backs, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, are arguably the, the best skill position players on the team. Um, and Mac Jones, even though he ended up with an 80 PFF grade last year, down the stretch, it was not pretty for him. 
the the wide receivers, tight ends, as you said, I think are are pretty bleh. You know, like Hunter Henry's nice, you know, but I don't know, man. I like that's definitely one of the weaker receiving cores in the uh, in the NFL, and um, yeah, I I think it's going to be very tough for them now. I'm the last person that wants to doubt a coach as good as Belichick in terms of the pieces that he's put around, uh, you know, and, and him seeing things that obviously we do not, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And, you know, I got blam basted last year for saying they went and spent all that money in free agency at target when, you know, they, they basically saying they overpaid for things that were, were average and targets a wonderful store. I love target, but like you look at this team now, Eric, Okay. And you go, is this the type of talent that last year we we literally emptied the the, the bank account for? Like it, it it doesn't look that way to me. Like if you spend all that money and then a year from now you're looking at the team and this is what you see, I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe, maybe George was onto something. Maybe they shouldn't have spent all that money. Yeah, I love I love bringing that back to how you were right. But yeah, that, that's a good um you know, that, I, look, I a, took a lot of shit for that. Okay, a I lot know. of shit. And, and the, unlike the Pittsburgh take, it wasn't immediate. Your your how correct it was, right? Um, but certainly, uh, you were not wrong. You were just a little early on the Patriots. I Thank I you. think that's yeah. I mean, it's it's just. I I think we have to face facts that Bill Belichick, you know the the time the league is just the league is smarter now, right? Like the league is not going to let – and granted, like, we can get into the year and, like, he comes up with some defensive scheme that completely baffles the opposition and, you know, maybe being physical up front really – like, last year they were really great in the middle of the season because they were so physical on both both lines of scrimmages. And, I, again, like, I'm, con- I'm more convinced now than ever. It's sort of this, like, weird thing. But, like, if you're not going to have an elite quarterback, you better be really good at the line of scrimmage. And the problem is, is, like, Obviously, the resources that you spend to be really good at nine positions um, can oftentimes keep you away from that one position, right, from being great. Um, But it's, you know, so they're good there. They're worse there than they were a season ago, though, which is important Mm -hmm. uh, to note. And, you know, with Mac Jones, like, this is the classic, right? You You overachieve as a rookie. Your play caller becomes a head coach as a result. And then you struggle in your second year. And everybody's like, well, what happened? It's like, well, you went. You had to learn three different play callers in three years, including college. You had to adjust to the, you know, and, and it, by all accounts, it looks like Mac Jones has taken his career really seriously. You know, physically, he looks, you know, he looks in better shape than before. And you know, so there's a ton like to buy into Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a winner. Like there's there's a little bit of as far as like he won in college, he's won in the NFL, and you know, you do look at you do watch him play, and you're you're like, okay. He kind of does get the whole like clock management thing, he, you know, but, you know, at the same time, again, like I think there's limits to all these things. Right. And and Joe Judge and Matt Patricia is sort of like a I'm going to shoot this from 35 feet and see if it goes in. <laughs> like, And that you know, sometimes it goes in. Not all the time. That is an underrated, a very underrated part of this whole story. And one of the reasons why I think they're just going to run the ball, because if there were two guys that you didn't want designing your passing game offense, like those would be the, like if I was placing coaches on another team, 
to make that team bad, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia would be, you know, be like those two players. Like if I had to give your Chiefs a couple of coaches to try and overcome, it'd be like, hey, guess what? Patricia and Joe Judge are designing your offense. Good luck, Pat. Enjoy that. You know, that'll be yeah. fun for you. By the so, way, can we, can, we put, can we take this back to the Chiefs for one sec? Of course. Why not? How good does that I, – I don't mean to like – I don't mean and, – and the preseason is meaningless except when it confirms oh, no. what I've thought oh, the entire no. time, which oh, is no. that offense – Pat made some throws yesterday that like – I think it was Pacheco or Edwards Alaire completely whiffed on a blitzer, and there was a guy that was just like a clear run at Patrick Mahomes. And – he stood in there and threw this like like basically like over route to Justin Watson that was about it like yesterday they were without two of his top three receivers and he's still like you know two for two scoring. I here's here's a little bit and I tweeted this out today. He's nine to one on DraftKings. I th- I'm assuming he's you know similar to that everywhere else. They play Arizona on the road in a four o'clock game. Then they play the third, the first Thursday night game ever on Amazon. Um, they go to Indy indoors, obviously week three, mm-hmm. and then they have two uh, night games. One, I believe it's one against uh, Tampa Bay, and then one against Vegas. So you have three primetime games. You have two otherwise indoor games. I count Arizona indoors, Indy indoors, just because that that you know if the weather's bad, it will be indoors. If Mahomes lights the world on fire in the first five weeks, you're never getting better than nine to one again, right? So if you think like he's, you think that he's like anywhere close to MVP candidate this year, the time is now, right? Incredible. What an incredible take. Um, we went from a singular play, okay, single play sample size, Love where that. a running back blows a block, which is. I think that tells you everything about the running backs that they've got over there. Pacheco is probably going to be their best uh, running back. Um, and all of a sudden, we have gone to MVP front runner after week five. Now, I think you make some really good points. Now, the, the Cardinals defensive backs stink. And so there's an opportunity there for his receivers to kind of get off uh, on the right foot. But, you know, I still think you're making um, a, a – a bit of a, a gamble here on that that receiving core and Andy Reid really being able to figure it out because I just I'm not going to put anything on the preseason it's, you know there's nothing about the preseason that tells me whether those receivers are going to be a consistent uh consistently open for Mahomes will Mahomes be able to do amazing things yes I have no doubt about that um and I think that he comes into this season really motivated to prove to people that you know, that he really is the best, right? After last season where, you know, as good as he was, it, it clearly was not his best effort. He comes in finally, not as the MVP favorite. They come in finally, not as the team that everyone thinks is the favorite to win it all. That's the Bills and Josh Allen, despite the fact yeah. that they beat the Bills and Josh Allen last year. So there's that chip on the shoulder as well. Nine to one, you know, tie your money up for an entire season. It's better than it's better than betting a, a win total. Um, so I'm with you on that. It's not quite Trey Lance, who apparently has more money bet on him to win MVP than anyone else. I personally think we and Drew Denzik should take credit for that as we have pumped that up. And uh we will be we'll be making ourselves available for one one hell of a party if he wins MVP. Um 
going to rent out all of stadium swim for that. So yeah, I, I can understand it. I actually really like week one. Um, you know, they're three and a half. It has moved out from three. There are some places you can get three. I think you can get three at our pals at bet MGM. I just, Oh, man. did it just move? Uh, I, I, I'm not looking at it uh, at this moment, but I am looking at the Arizona Cardinals defense. It, I, I don't think you want to stare directly at it. I know, it's, honestly, <laughs> it's really bad. It's <laughs> like it's I, really, really, really our bad. Friend of the friend of the show, Vance Joseph, did a fantastic job last year of hiding that mess because holy shit, like two off ball linebackers in the first round in consecutive years, and like. And that'd be one thing. If you got Micah Parsons kind of production on them, that'd be one thing. But those two have been bad. It's honestly kind of amazing that some people, the the things that some people get away with and still have jobs uh, is uh, is remarkable. It really is. Um, any other teasable games that you like before we get out of here? Um. Yeah, I think, you know, when I look at when I look at the rest of the games, this is a favorite teasing down type of week. So Cincinnati, Baltimore is now at minus seven. Obviously, I think if you read me and Ben's column early in the offseason, you could have got it at four and a half. The most predictable thing of all time is the rate is the Ravens every year opening as like four and a half point favorites on the road and then it getting out to like six and a half or seven. So it's currently seven because of the Flacco thing. You can bet you can tease them down to minus one. Cincinnati is minus six and a half. You can tease them down to minus a half. San Francisco, six and a half. You can tease them down to minus a half. Um, those are all one. And the totals for all those games are modest enough where that's a good bet. The the one, that, those three, I think, like either, you know, and, and we don't, you know, parlay. This is, this is, again, one of those things. Parlays are bad bets, right? So I wouldn't say like, you know, money line parlay these, these, these three together. Um, unless you have a significant edge on any of them, then the, the math can work for you. But um, those are three where the totals are lower. The favorite, in my opinion, significantly outclasses the underdog. And you're betting them to win, essentially, for those. Um, Cleveland out to seven and a half is one where, you know, if you and Bursette's kind of a, you know, a quarterback where in Indy is fairly good. Um, you know, that that's kind of, yeah, you know, that that's kind of where I'm going with that one. I love Cleveland out to seven and a half. I, I love it. I just I absolutely love it. Um, you don't tell me that defense is going to be juiced up to play against Baker Mayfield. I mean, come on. Um, and and Miles Garrett is going to uh, he's going to do well, I, I think, against uh, Iki Aquanu, rookie uh, on the uh, on the offensive line for Carolina. So I, I like all of those. I think. You know, I, I don't love tease, not getting seven there, but with those low totals, you make a good point. Um, the only thing I would be wary of is, you know, in a in a world where they are calling more defensive holding penalties, are you better off, you know, just betting some of those those totals? So a lot of different opportunities. Obviously, we've got player props coming our way um, very, very soon. Uh, I'm going to make you give um, the good people a couple of college football plays. But before I do, um, I just want to remind people about something that we've talked about before, which is Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L. It's a stock market for sports. Uh, Symbol, uh, they were PFF sponsor uh, last year, and they're back this football season. Let's you trade pro and college teams like stock. Um, 
or crypto or whatever the hell else you're you're trading out there and earn a cash dividend on payouts when your teams win. Symbol uh, took the thrill of sports betting and combined it with the profitability of the stock market. It's an interesting way to put it, but sure. Um, and uh, they, their platform is where fortune favors the fan, uh, not to be confused with crypto.com where fortune favors the bold. But since Matt Damon uh, started that, I think they're down like 60%. So not like that. Download the Symbol mobile app for iOS by searching S-I-M-B-U-L-L in the app store and use the code forecast, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T, to receive a free team stock valued at up to $150 upon signing up. That's a pretty good deal. PFF team is even getting in the Symbol market uh, themselves, rumor has it. So um, Eric has, has been in before. We'll see if he gets in again. Download the app and create a free account. Enter the code forecast to get your free stock valued at up to $150 and compete against uh, us, I guess, uh, on this season uh, with Symbol or with us, I think would be the right term. We will do our best to point you all in the right direction. College football, Eric, it's finally back. No one loves it more than you. Um, second, of course, is me. Huge fan of college football, especially crappy college football. So give me some crappy college football to bet on. Yeah, there's going to be crappy college football. Um, we will be in the uh, – I'll be in the desert uh, Friday and Saturday. I think you might even make an appearance. I'm going to try. Uh, so I will be up at 9 a.m. Pacific time to bet my Nebraska Cornhuskers. Now, I actually was looking – um, at bets I had made like back when the numbers went out. And basically I just took any bet on my book where it was different than Circa's. I bet, mm. you know, cause we didn't have our model up at the time. I just literally tried to bet bad numbers. I did get Nebraska, my Cornhuskers at minus 10 against the Northwestern Wildcats overseas. I can't remember where they're playing, but they're playing in Europe, I believe. Um, it's now out to minus 13. I still would bet it. I, I think the Cornhuskers last year, like one of the, most interesting the funniest stats of all of last year was nebraska was one in eight in the conference and their point differential in conference was zero so they like won a game by 40 and then they lost the other eight games by 40 combined <laughs> so th- they were like so the good. best three and nine team in college football history so maybe you're getting a value there that that one's again that one's not really with our model but i think that there's enough narratives here um there's also the the whole thing there was a guy actually the guy that wrote that article for the um the Lincoln Journal Star or whatever it was called was like <laughs> he used to go to the church I went to and I lived in Lincoln. Um, so the, it's Sam McEwen wrote that article about how like the offensive linemen were throwing up in in Nebraska because Dominic Raiola was such a good offensive line coach, kind of that shit. Um, and then two other ones. Um, this one's actually moved in our direction already since I wrote it down in our notes, but. The Charlotte 49ers, I, I did this for you, George. The Charlotte, the Charlotte 49ers, 49ers are getting seven against the Florida Atlantic Owls. Um, that was seven and a half, so you're losing a little bit of value there. I'd still take the full touchdown there with the Charlotte 49ers. And then last but not least, and this is one where you can chase your losses a little bit, uh, Brad Spielberger's Vanderbilt Commodores. Yes, going in Hawaii. To Hawaii to take on the uh, the the – the Hawaii uh, Rainbow Warriors uh, at home. The disrespect, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors getting six and a half point underdogs to look. It's an SEC team, but barely uh, in the Vanderbilt Commodores. I'm taking not Hawaii plus six and a half. No, no, no. This is college football. We we buy variants here. I'm taking Hawaii plus 204 uh, on the money line. There you to, go. Uh, open the season one and oh against the doors. I'm I'm all aboard on that. 
I'm all aboard on the Niners and I'm all aboard. I'm taking I'm taking the Niners plus 236 and I'm taking the Rainbow Warriors plus 204 baby. And it's going to be a fantastic. You root for chaos. If you were watching college football and you are betting on favorites and not rooting for chaos, may God have mercy on your soul. There's nothing I can do for you. Um that was our podcast. It was a delightful one. No, no uh we haven't we didn't have a, a guest today. It's just you and I, but I felt like we really brought the juice. We still need to figure out the new name. I, I, I've gotten a lot of really good stuff from people. I'm not sure that the right one has has come our way yet. A new yeah. name for our our listeners. Um, we, we, we figure got that we got out. feedback that Illuminazi sounds too much like Illuminazi, and like that that's something ah. we can't have. Um, so that one's off. That's not good. That one's that's... off. Uh, maybe Vegas will inspire inspire you or us or something we we've got to figure that out and we've got to figure out um what we're doing uh in terms of like our our contest slash uh um not contest but our our commitment to our fans and the party that we will throw if we win a lot of bets this year when we win a lot of bets this year. so lots that will be happening we'll be back with you on wednesday we hope you have a great start to your week and uh we'll talk to you later Peace.